Welcome to Farming Eternal, an eternal podcast for farmers, hosted by me, Padamaro, and it's episode 137. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a draft-focused podcast. Our goal is to help you and me, mostly me, get better at draft. We get into the nitty-gritty of the drafting process with a little meta-analysis and play tips thrown in. Um, and this week, I'm very excited. We have a special guest, and it's uh, Fiendish on. Uh, you may know him from our Discord, the main Discord, our Discord, as well as a competitor in uh, last year's World Championship. So thank you to the show, Fiendish. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm Fiendish, also known as Fiend in-game. I mainly play drafts. Uh, on the Farming Eternal Discord, I'm Fiendish Flare, and in the main one, I just use my gamertag, which is Fiend. This is really cool having you, because I think um, it's... Interesting. I talked a little bit about this with uh, Imistrate uh, and mm -hmm. Apple Chips in a, a recent yeah. episode. Because um, you used to just like play, like I knew you just as like always playing draft and always, you know, mm -hmm. you were always in the top five doing really well. And then yeah. you last year started playing in the opens, both constructed and draft, and then did right. really well in them too, obviously. And you actually qualified for the World Championship in yeah. Throne. Oh. Or not Throne. In, it, sorry, it might have been Throne. But <laughs> in a, I, I'm just making stuff up. But you qualified <laughs> for Worlds. Was it two top fours? How, I don't no, know why I'm, I'm even not, talking. Why don't I just ask yeah. you? So how I, did you I, qualify? I won the draft open for a loan, and I did top 16 for like a Throne open. Um, oh. after my drafts open okay yeah. right now it's all coming back to me um i think it's because we've been talking about your constructed deck so i've been <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's fine <laughs> been getting i'm getting myself confused okay yes so you did you won the draft open yeah this was the draft open that i didn't watch which i think is why it's a little fuzzy in my memory all good um okay well, cool. so how long have you been playing Eternal for? Um, so I think I started around Dusk Road, and I stopped before competitive play got introduced, mm -hmm. maybe for like one or two years. And then around Cold Hunts, I missed drafting because it was quite fun, and I came back, um, and I started playing again. Uh, I played like a mix of Constructed and Draft like initially, and then when I came back, I just played mainly Drafts. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. And then after I won the Open, I, I started playing a bit more Constructed again because um, cause I got to Worlds. And then, yeah, I practiced with the Throne Open. And yeah, that's a bit about my history. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense because uh, they both described you as a longtime player. And I was like, but I yeah. really feel like I've only see them, <laughs> seen them in the last year and it was yeah. and it's because you you took a long break in there yeah and constructed didn't exist before so i don't think you knew about too many like top players because yeah there's no coverage right so you probably right. wouldn't see it like when about did you start playing i started um at the v tail end of dusk road also right okay that's interesting yeah and then i um I, we, I started the podcast during the middle of set four. 
fall of Argent port. And so, right. and then I mostly played only draft. And so, yeah. like, I just, you know, you see names. And then I think once cold hunt happened, we just like, I just always saw your name. So then I was like, <laughs> wow, they're, you know, they play a lot, but it seemed like, yeah. you know, because I didn't know of your previous experience. Um, right. Yeah. But w what's interesting to me is based on our interactions on discord. Mm -hmm. So did you come up from like a card game background? Uh, maybe a bit. I played some Yu-Gi-Oh when I was younger, although I completely forgot how to play that. And I played some Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So I guess I feel like those are kind of they felt different from Eternal, but they do. It's probably more similar to Magic, but I never played Magic. It's just those two games I played. Yeah. So that, I thought that's pretty cool because I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of the top competitive players in Eternal come from a Magic background because it's so okay. similar, and mm -hmm. you you kind of have gotten to the upper echelons of competitive play like you know the hard way <laughs> you sort of had to do it you know start from scratch compared to a, a lot of the yeah. players yeah although it was pretty fun like playing and learning this game so it's not too um too bad because if i didn't enjoy it then um yeah then it'll be much harder of course but i enjoy it so it wasn't wasn't too bad for me Right. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yes, I agree. I, I just think it's cool that, you know, like, uh, since you like really seriously started playing a lot in cold hunt, you know, like that's yeah. just a, a year or two of, of serious focus play. And then right. through that, you were able to like improve enough to, you know, win a draft open and make it to the world championship and stuff. So right. Yeah. I think that's, 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 uh, inspirational for all us, <laughs> you know, second rate players out there. Yeah. So today the main thing we wanted to talk about is, uh, the new set has now released. So last uh, week we released an episode with, I released an episode with Tempest Dragon sort of talking about some of the spoilers that had been out and, right. um, the uh whatchamacallit the preview event so now we've yeah. had a couple of days to sort of do some drafts see the full mm -hmm. set and um and so kind of just wanted to talk about some of our top comments some thoughts about the different archetypes that are doing well for us and that kind of thing um, yeah how many drafts have you been able to do so far i have too much free time on my hand right now so pretty obscene amount maybe 25 i would say around yeah I, I don't keep count i just draft non-stop pretty much yeah no i just i i i do not have a lot of free time currently but un so, sometimes fortunately sometimes unfortunately i'm my own boss and i uh i drafted quite a bit yesterday in yeah wanting to be like i'm just gonna do one more draft and then i'm gonna like feel really confident talking about this <laughs> format and then um it didn't happen so then i kept drafting and doing right. kind of okay but yeah but not great i'm not like rattling right. off seven wins but i'm above 50 percent 
for for what oh, it's worth. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I usually I feel like I come into these episodes having no idea and not having job, right. but I'm feeling good this one. No, that's good. That's good to hear. But what are your general feelings of the format so far? Uh, I think it's pretty fun so far. Um, I feel like the colors are somewhat, I mean, maybe not somewhat, but like, I want to say a lot more balanced than previous format. I feel like I can play most color pairs. Uh, that might be possibly because Shadow is quite strong, so that opens up more combinations for the four colors, and Justice is not its not too bad, although maybe it's just, like, biased because it was so bad in previous format. But it seems okay, so, like, all the colors seem much more on even ground, and then you can play more combinations of colors so it's more entertaining that way and more novel with the new cards um, which compounds that um and also but on the other hand i'm not the biggest fan of hunt because sometimes when you're like missing power say you kept the two power hand and you really hope to draw a power and then they hunt you and they just get top two powers off your deck you're kind of fucked or like late game they just discard two gas and then you drop power, it, it feels really bad. Yes. But overall, I do enjoy the format. It's like pretty fun. Like the cards are pretty high power as well, which is more entertaining. Like instead of playing like a one four for two, which was like extremely good. So yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I've been trying to figure out how I feel about just how high powered it is. Um, yeah. Because. I just like I feel like I get into the deck building process and I have 38 40 cards that I have to cut oh, down yeah. from. Yeah, and for sure. and they're all pretty good. So the like in yeah. in um Unleashed you just be like oh easy cut, easy cut, easy cut mm -hmm. and then your deck is built if if you're yeah. lucky. Um, and uh and this one it's been a lot it's been pretty interesting trying to figure out just exactly what you need to do. And I, yeah. I agree with you. I mean, so far, all the colors have been doing pretty well um, for me. And people seem to be winning with a lot of colors. I personally yeah. have been having the most success with Cambrai um, yeah. or, and time decks yeah and um i don't know it's just like doing yeah mid-rangey stuff <laughs> and then hope hoping to win uh time has a bunch of flyers which is unusual for time so you can kind of gum up yeah the, the ground with your big guys and then still just win in the air which has been pretty interesting have you been feeling i know in the show notes here you mentioned that you felt like this format is fast i was just wondering what you meant what you meant by that uh sorry i mentioned the format was fast where uh maybe did you not say that or maybe you said you've been having success with aggro oh yeah with aggro decks. yeah i've been playing a lot of fire and having a decent amount of success with it i think it's mainly because the two into three is pretty effective with like the commons like Twilight Lantern and Glider. 
they can pretty much be like a four attack for two drop, and then a five attack for three drop. And you can just sometimes, like, race, say, like a time deck when they just try to play big fat guys. At the same time, they can also play like their two drop, which can sometimes slow it down. But I think since people are trying to figure out the format, they might not have, um, they might be trying out new things like trying to go big and whatnot. And then aggro can sometimes be better in the early days. Although there is a lot of life gain, so it could be that I might just not be versing too much. Like maybe the sample size is too small and I'm just having success because of that. So yeah. Right. Um yeah, I, I agree. I've been like having mixed success with aggro. I've had a couple really yeah. good aggro decks. Um right. and I think like Stone Scar can be pretty good because Shadow has a lot of aggressively statted units, uh too. You know, like yeah. there's the the obstinate rat, the two cost four three. Yeah. which is so big and yeah. uh, it has a couple hunt cards that can get kind of big um i've had some weird mix success with i drafted a couple like mopey um rakano aggro decks that just like right i don't know felt like they just didn't get there i wish right. there were like a couple more two drops in the format um yeah and, uh because like I feel like with Rakano, I still ended up with that same problem. It's trying to draft an aggro Rakano deck is I hit yeah. pack three, and then I was like, oh, there's no t- justice two drop that I that I want to draft. Uh, right. Yeah. Um. There's Corsa. I think that's pretty crucial if you're going Rakano aggro. I only done which one is Corsa. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. That's the two cost two two. Give a unit flying yes. and plus one plus one um, for two turns until your next end of your next turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I one's only, great. Only break harder, like once though. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that one's great. There's a, you know, there's also that cycle of like, um, or not cycle, but there's the common one that's like the two cost three three that shrinks yeah. if it attacks alone. I mean, a two cost three three is pretty good. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't. I don't think that card is good. You don't like that card? <laughs> I, uh, I yeah. I don't know. It just feels awful every every time I play it. But maybe maybe I'm just not playing it properly. But when I played my Rikana deck, let me just see. That was my last draft. Like, I got a copy. I had two Lanterns and two Carriers. I guess you can have like a fair bit of two drops if you're playing Rikana because there's also Cook Master. So I think two drops is not too much of a problem. And what else do I have? I had a World Pie Phoenix, so maybe that carried me. Um, and I think Pillagean is just extremely good. Like one one thing you should take note of is like you can sacrifice relics, so you can play like a Mimidian Helm, kill like a one one Scorpion or like a Beekeeper, then you can attack and sacrifice your Helm, which is pretty sweet. And I had what else did I have here? I have Granite Acolyte, which is really good, and Steel Avenger, which combos with Pillager Ant. I think there's like actually a lot of synergy for Raikanu. Although this is I only played one draft, so maybe maybe I need to play more. But it did it was seven oh, so it was like pretty good. Like it felt pretty good to play. Mm-hmm. Although this is on my out account, which is just diamond, so I could also have uh, like 
um, easy opponents, so that that could be a factor. But the first draft that did it, it felt it felt strong. Like if you play Raikane in the previous format, I feel like you need to have lots of busted cards. But this one was pretty sweet. Like, it got there. I don't know. It, it felt fun to play as well. Like the relic synergies and um, sac- minus sacrifice synergy with Steel Avenger and Pillager. I don't know. It was just pretty fun. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like a ton of sa- sacrifice synergy in the format with so much incidental, like, you know, like you mentioned, Beekeeper or just like all of these little guys that you don't mind killing yeah, the, sure. all the acolytes and uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been pretty interesting in in that regard. I agree. I think one of my issues uh, that I've been having maybe drafting these aggressive decks right now is sort of like you were talking about with people trying to figure the format out where I've been kind of prioritizing the uncommons just to like play with more cards you know and so then I end up I've been ending up with these decks with like 10 4 drops (laughs) or whatever and I'm like you know I'm like I have so many uncommons but I don't really have a curve and I can never double spell but, yeah, but um, but yeah. So that's been that's been pretty interesting. I think. I think also it's tricky for me is I'm having a little bit of trouble parsing out like what this format will turn into because I do feel right. like packs and like picks and stuff are a little wacky now. Like I'm just getting like three to four seek powers every draft, which yeah. That's interesting. Which seems like it shouldn't happen. Like, I mean, like, consistently. And, and then I'm like, so now I'm like, am I picking these too highly? Because I'm like, I have too many Seek Powers now with yeah. four. But, yeah. but I, I'm like, literally, probably I've had eight drafts in the last two days with at yeah. least three Seek Powers in it. Yeah, I think the thing with Seek Power is in two faction decks, you probably don't need it as much. And this um, format seems to be more focused on two factions, which has deeper requirements, or because of the deeper requirements. So I think like one or two is probably enough um, for each deck. Like, you don't need three. And in addition to that, now all four packs have um, seek powers in it. So I think that contributes to why there's more so I think people maybe pick it up less highly and then just pass it to get a higher power card. And also because the format's higher power, then you probably want that card over Seek, which might explain why you're having more Seek powers. Yes. Um, and I still think it's good because you need, if it's deep requirements, you still need like one or two to try to, for fixing sakes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's like one of the, the questions I've been asking myself is like how many Seek powers do do i want because i've kind of been playing as many as i can even in my even in my straight two faction decks thinking thinking of them as sort of inscribe like right oh playing these three seek powers like i'm just under a play you know means i can play 15 power and three seek or whatever yeah and so they're really just replacing sigils you know so i'm not getting more playables by not playing the seeks um because it's been like really a a hard 
like trying to figure out what to cut index to, you know, like, I don't know, maybe it's just been so long since I've had to play 18 power in a deck that I've been like, kind of like fighting against that a little bit. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my one thought. It's also, yeah, it is interesting. I wonder if seek power <laughs> has gone down. Cause I, it's, I'm like for a little while, I was like taking seek powers and then being like, oh man, I'm going to be able to play so many sweet invoke cards from pack three. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you get to pack three and you're like, oh, actually there's no card in this set. I want to splash. Oh. Uh, uh, I'm no, sure that's, <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely less because the invoke cards are like usually what you splash. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. And they were uncommon. You know, like there are definitely some good cards from Unleashed and some some good rares. Yeah, but it was just like, they were like, I feel like in the last format and in Cold Hunt, you're just like, if you could make your power base play four colors, it was totally worth it because, I mean, less last format, but it was nice always having the option to go into pack three, being able to like splash and invoke or something. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why people pick Seek Power so highly as well is because um, for Cold Hunt, um, it's much more higher power level than Unleashed. And Seek Power is only in Unleashed. So if you pick it in Unleashed, you can have the option to splash like a stronger card in Cold Hunt. But whereas in this format, if you take Seek Powers early, you're just sacrificing like stronger cards and it's not worth splashing too many cards in Unleashed. So I don't know, it just feels like I would just rather pick a strong card in a two-faction mm -hmm. shell. I don't know, that's what it kind of feels like. I feel like that statement wasn't fully accurate, but I guess that's some thoughts surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah, so are you playing... Do you play 17 or 18 power? Which kind of gamer are you? Mm, I think I'll just play... 17. Not counting Seek. Like, usually you have other cards that somehow give you power, like Amber Acolyte, or, like, just Power Bursts. Or... I feel like there's more that gives you power. Like, the Hours as well sometimes give you a power. Yeah, I typically just want to try aim around 17. Right. Like, straight power. So if I have Seek, I'll, I'll cut one power. So 16 power with a Seek, yeah. Okay. But, like, kind of 17 base power is what you're thinking. Yeah, typically. Yeah, but I usually have more. Like, I have I'll probably add, like, a M Acolyte or an hour, like, for extra power. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing... Do you do you recall any, any cards that also give you power? Like, except for power bursts? Just give you, like, straight sigils. Uh, maybe the isn't. Well, there's the there's the that four cost justice weapon does it now. Oh right, yeah, 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 for sure. And, and I, I guess there's the builder which gives you sigils. Yeah, I guess there's a few. Yeah, but yeah, it's the main ones. Yeah, but it's it's interesting because like you know with amber acolyte, this is like I've had multiple like time based decks. Where I've ended yeah. up with like three Seeks and three Amber Acolytes. And then the ability to play anything I could ever dream of. But then having really bad top decks. And it's been like 
tough to balance because I'm like picking them like they're scarce, but they have not been scarce for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, like a two, one for three is not amazing. Yeah. Like as a top deck, I guess it's not the worst. It like thins your deck of power, but yeah, having additional three seed powers. Yeah, that that sounds like a lot. So, yeah, I, I can imagine like your how that would work out. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's been tricky with this format because I not only are there like these aggressive fire decks that you were talking about, you know, like playing with Twilight Lantern, mm-hmm. the double damage guy and stuff, but also just because so many of the units are aggressively costed and statted, you know, you just can end up with people playing like a bunch of like three fours and four threes and just like even and just curving out and you're you know with they play like a two drop and a three drop and your three drop is amber acolyte you can just you know <laughs> die <laughs> and, yeah uh, with all the power all the power and uh you know fixing that you could ever want but you know sometimes you can just die because the units are so big that it can be very unforgiving, I think, like stumbling in this format. Yeah, for sure. I think it's pretty crucial to curve out in this format. It just feels that way. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, but it feels like that way to me as well. Yeah. No, I, I agree, which has been tricky because it you can have power, you know, you can get... St- have power i i mean i haven't been because i've been like i said playing three seeks and uh three acolytes um so i've been not getting screwed a lot but you know just without inscribe um and without some of these other like uh what was the one before that the plunder you you know you feel a little bit more at the mercy of your draws a little bit and then so to counteract that like i said i've been playing all of these sort of weak cards like not weak that ambrack light's very good but like yeah weak bodied to like make sure that i can play all my cards but then i'm just like dead because my opponent just like curved out on me and then it's like oh but then if yeah, i don't do it i'm just i feel like i'm just gonna get stuck on two every game and die anyway so it's yeah like... <laughs> uh yeah i think it's like a balancing game like ambrack light is pretty good but if you play too many with like too many seeks, they they all kind of function similarly, like kind of similarly. So you want to probably just cut down and just have like a few, and then it'll be good. Yeah. And then you can play like stronger cards as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah all right. So let's get uh, into the our top comments. So the five comments I put down is Young Blood Glider, which is the three cost fire. What single fire? Three two. That says plus two and flying. If you've played a spell this turn, for this card, three two or three is like, of course, not insane. Like it's, it's um, it doesn't pass the vanilla test, but the effect definitely makes up for it and is like extremely powerful. So pretty much, as you cast a spell, it just becomes a five two flyer, which is pretty crazy for. Three attack, um, and yeah, it's extremely good in this format because you have um, hunt cards, you have seek power, and you have cheap 
removal like say ignite or is it mainly ignite but you have some cheap spells which can just make it a 5-2 fly each turn almost yeah. it doesn't even need to be each turn like you can just kind of just whenever it's convenient or whenever you get a spell you can use it uh actually like a 3-2 for 3 is not not the worst as well it's like it's okay um and also one other thing it combos well with is that three costs give double damage, so you just put on this guy the next turn and you can just suddenly deal ten damage for free, essentially. Well, not for free, but, like, you deal ten damage, which is pretty insane. Yeah, and it's free, because um, that card draws a card, which is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that's... Yeah, it's a cantrip. Like, that's, that part is free. Yeah. The double damage, which is pretty nutty. Yeah, this card, this is one of those cards. I feel like I keep having this experience in this format where uh, some cards I'm like, wait, it also does that? Or a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the uncommons, I'm like, wait, that's an uncommon? Um, <laughs> but this is one of those cards where I, I like played a couple in one of my aggressive decks and then just like yeah. didn't realize it got plus two. I was just like, oh, it's kind of like Thrill Seeker that's easier to trigger. Yeah. And then you're like, no, oh, it's like a way better thrill seeker. So yeah, yes, I like this card a lot. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like a common like it should like just give flying or just give plus two or something. I I don't know. It, it seems kind of insane. Well, I guess there is lots of two two flyers, so maybe that mitigates it, but still extremely extremely strong. Yes. Yeah, and if you're killing their fly. Flyer with your three drop, it's like oh whatever. Yeah, like it's probably just a one one for one anyways. Yeah. Um, cool. So what's your uh, next card? Uh, next one's ignite, which is a single cost um, double fire influence um, fast spell, and it's deal three damage to a unit. And I picked this one as one of my top three uh, because it's just extremely efficient removal. For some reason, I always end up with like 30 units and like two spells. So I think having like removal is extremely good in your deck, like interaction. Um, one thing that makes this card really good is there's like a, almost like a cycle of four threes for four. So you can use this one cost card to just kill a four drop, which is extremely efficient. Um, yeah, and also just one action note. The ones I've picked is just single faction ones for like all my cards. Yeah, so there's of course some really strong multi-faction cards, but yeah, I'm just sticking with single faction. Um, yeah, and that's about it for ignite. Yeah, ignite. Uh, yeah, it's turns out, I guess unsurprisingly, it's very good. Um, yeah, I uh, you know initially I thought it was going to be amazing, and then you know the fact that it's double fire is yeah. you know. Kind of like, it's like, oh, how's this going to play? But like you've been saying, uh, or we've been saying, like, Seek Powers have been going, or been pretty prevalently. It's been so far a pretty two-faction heavy format. And so, like, the double fire isn't as painful as it could be in other formats. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is I was worried that Hunt um, would put units out of range of Ignite. but. Like you said, there's just there's enough four threes and stuff like that that a night ignite yeah can do a lot of work still yeah it pretty much just kills anything below three power and also there's not I don't think there's too many 
one drops, so you don't really care if you can't play it on one. Like it's fine. You can just play it on two or three. That's what it feels like. Yes, exactly. And there's there are a few of these like spell matters and and stuff cards. For sure. Yeah. Um. Cool. And then what's your uh, next card? Um. Next one is Twilight Lanson. Um. It's a Nightfall. Wait. We'll just start from the top. It's a two cost fire card, single fire, two two. A summon night four, and when you draw your second card in a turn, Twilight deals double damage um, this turn. So pretty much this card, yes, yeah, night four, right? So um, the next turn you will draw two cards because of night four, and then it immediately gets double damage. So essentially, you have like a four two for two the next turn, which is really good for a two drop. Um, the night four is good because sometimes you need the extra damage, so it's almost like it deals. It doesn't do five damage, but the next turn there'll be five health less if they cannot deal with this card. Um, and it's really good because we have, say, Cobalt Acolyte. You just give a flying, like a 2 2 double damage flying is pretty insane. And we have some tricks in the format. Um, so if you give it, if it has double damage and you put a trick on it or you put a weapon on it, it'll just deal like an insane amount of damage. That's why it's in my top three. Yes. Yeah, this can do an insane amount of damage. I have yeah. had it get, like, stuck because, like, my opponent plays an Acolyte, you know, because there are so many, like, throwaway units yeah. and stuff that where you're, like, I don't know. It's, like, it can be so powerful. You're, like, well, I don't really want to trade it with their 2-2. Two -two. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's also a great card. And and those three, more or less, I think I've been taking uh, Mantis Claw, which is the uh, three fire, uh, three one um, uh, versatile, versatile yeah. uh, relic weapon uh, pretty highly too. Um, and I think once we see our lists, I've been taking the versatile weapons more more highly than than you've listed them. Um, so, and part of that I think is just to figure out how how they play and just how versatile yeah. they are because I do think relic weapons kind of can have there's like a cap on how many relic weapons you can play in a deck and yeah, whether yeah. whether the fact that you can play them as a weapon, but then you know. It doesn't give health, so it's not even the best. I don't know. It's it's pretty yeah. interesting. I think it's probable that I'm not picking it high enough because it feels like sometimes my deck just lacks interaction. Like when I look at this weapon, it's three one for three. Like I don't know, I'll just rather pick ignite, but uh, at the same time, you can also use it as a weapon. So maybe yeah, maybe now, it's decent. I would definitely take ignite over it, but I've been yeah. I've been taking like if. So let's say we have a pack and these three cards are in there. Which card are you taking? Which card are you taking? Well, out of which three? Are we including the Mantis Claw? Or with well, well I, I figured Mantis Claw wouldn't make it as your first oh, okay, pick. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, because we have Ignite. Um, yeah, I'll take Ignite. Like, we can definitely get more two drops and three drops, whereas Ignite is, like, the only... Oh, maybe not the only, but, like, one of the few... Removal spells in fire, that's common. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with Ignite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And then um, 
I think I probably am going to start taking Glider over the Mantis Claw just because it's such an aggressive card. And right now yeah. I've been trying to explore the aggressive, yeah, aggressive cards yeah. more. So, yeah, like you also just play one or two max Mantis Claw, whereas I would play like four or so gliders, like really, because they're just so good. Yes. All right, so uh, let's go on to the uncommons in fire. Yeah, so my top uncommon for fire is Arcano Fly, which is a six cost double fire four three flyer. It says summon deal damage to an enemy unit equal to the number of spells in your void. Uh, this card is pretty insane in my opinion because like a four three flyer for six is already decent. And then to add on top of that, it's fire, which traditionally doesn't have. I mean, it's not it's not like primal where you have heaps of flyers, so you usually don't have too many flyers. So this evasive unit can sometimes steal games. Also, it's the summon. It seems a bit hard. I don't know. When I play, I usually have little spells in this format for some reason. But when you add on hunts and when you add on power burst, it can deal like four five damage easily. Which is pretty insane if it's on like a six cost four three flyer. Uh, I guess that's why it's in my yeah. It's one of my top uncommons. Yeah, yeah. This one I feel like I haven't been I haven't played it yet, and maybe I passed <laughs> even passed it before. I yeah. think I had I like a sort of a visceral negative reaction without really processing just how good it is because yeah i'm like uh it like dies to ignite and it has like a conditional <laughs> summon yeah but then i'm like but when you think about how happy you are with glider from the last format that only does right. two so if you're like because i'm like ah, oh, how do i do a lot of damage with this that needs a lot of spells but you're like oh actually two spells and you're happy so it's not yeah. it's not actually as much work as i feel like I read into it when I'm like, my brain immediately is like, how do I deal six damage? That seems impossible. But then you're like, Oh no, actually, you know, you just, if you kill anything and then have a four, three flyer, you're doing all right. Mm -hmm, for sure. All right. Uh, then what's your other uncommon? Uh, I was pretty, I was on, I was debating either this one or the one that's like deal five to face nightfall and, and, Nightfall, deal five to a unit. I was considering that because fire usually can't deal with bigger threats. So you can usually kill like a Mantis with it and just attack him. Or you could just finish them off with six damage because of the Nightfall effect, which can be very relevant. And if you combo that with um, the, the Flying Dude, you can deal essentially 11 damage, um, which is pretty crazy to finish off the game. Um, so maybe that could be like a top uncommon, but I don't know. Yesterday when I was playing with Grow Firebow and against Grow Firebow, I feel like because people might not be taking versatile weapons as highly as they should, which is probably me as well. Um, and the general, I don't know. This feels like removal. There's not crazy amount. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. There is like Thundershot, Ignite, the sickening thing. Maybe I just avoided those well. But when this card goes unchecked, it's pretty insane. It's pretty much deal... F so it's a 1 cost 1-1 one, one fire, single fire. It is Valor. And so you pay 5 to deal 1 
damage, and when it hits the enemy, um, it deals. Um, I mean, it increases the effect by one. So if you attack them and it hits, you can pay five to deal two, and then you can repeat it over and over. It's also not once per turn. So if you have ten power, you can do it twice. Uh, also, you can pay five to ping their face, and it increases the effect as well. So pretty much, there's not an insane amount of one drop. So usually, you can maybe get this in once, and if you're not first. Most two drops are like have two health, so you can just trade your one drop for a two drop, or you can just hang back and wait. Uh, I think the main way to deal with this card, yeah, you just need like a removal, any removal spell. I think there is maybe enough removal. It's just when this card is unchecked, it wins the game, which is pretty unusual for a one drop. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I I lost the game uh, yesterday to yeah. someone. I mean I think I let it hit one time and yeah that was kind of before I read it and then, yeah <laughs> and then I like read it and now it was doing two damage and then uh, it was a frustrating game because I had like nine removal spells left in my deck and all I kept trying yeah. were like x2s and x1s and then i would just play them because i had to and then they would just sh shoot it down and then um, it like <laughs> yeah, six it's... for one to me <laughs> over the course of the yeah game. yeah well for one year as well yeah very yeah balanced <laughs> uh so so that so it can be pretty powerful i've been like i'm a little hesitant to pick it like over some of like i don't know the stronger I don't know. Cards, just because it is so fragile, it feels like very all or nothing. But like you said, unchecked, it's like, it's just, this does so much. And I, yeah, I think it's not too all or nothing though, because it's, it's, it's a one drop. Like, yeah, I don't care if you use a removal on it. It's just a one for one. And this, the ceiling is just, it's like, in, <laughs> which is, I don't know, it's just insane. But yeah, it is very fragile though, too. To your credit, like it's a one-one. Pretty much every single removal spell will will deal with this gun. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I refuse to let Nightwatch Volley be <laughs> in our top one comments yeah. as a as a what was what's the card from the from uh, Cold Hunt? Uh, the five cost uh, deal five overwhelm. Um, hoof stomp. Oh wait, hoof no, stomp. No, no, no. Yeah. Is Un and unleashed. I, I don't remember. I think it's cold hunt. Wait, did you say cold hunt? I said cold hunt, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Hoof stomp. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uncommon hoof stomp variant is not making our top uncommon. Yeah, yeah. there's also the granite beetle, which is part of the beetle cycle. That's been pretty good, but I think maybe one of the weaker ones in my eyes. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it has charge, so it can do damage out of nowhere, but things can be so big. And then you really want it to be like a 4-4 when it charges. And sometimes it's just like a 2-2 or even a 3-3 is not super exciting. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel good to me. Like maybe maybe it's okay, but I, I haven't played it too much. It's just 3-3 yeah. three, three charger for 4. It's just like playing Molten Feet, but you don't have um, Inscribe. Exactly. I guess, it, yeah, I don't know. That's not like you're not... You're only happy to play Molson Feet because it has Inscribe. But if you don't have Inscribe, it's kind of it's kind of whatever. I guess it does have an extra HP. Like lots of two drops have two two attack, two health, so it might not be too bad. 
it just my gut reaction is it doesn't seem amazing. No, I, and like you, you, yeah, I don't know, just me, I guess. No, I, I agree with that assessment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another um, part, uh, Bladekin Apprentice. That's a reprint, but that's the two cost one one with plus one attack and quick draw. Yeah. Also a fragile card, but this card has done a bunch of work for me in the my couple successful uh, fire aggro decks. Um, yeah, I think it's it's fine. It's like. Because the two drops usually have two health, so when you attack, it's fine. Yeah. I think one problem is when you, when you top deck is not amazing. Like I rather top deck like the three two or maybe even the nine four card. It just feels like a bit stronger board presence. Although when it goes unchecked, it it um yeah extremely strong. Of course, like it just keeps growing, right? Yeah. It just feels quite easily blocked, I guess. Yeah, and so um, I could I could have some bias just because it did well for me. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it can it's it's a fine card for sure. Like I would play it for sure. Like it's not like it's bad or anything. Yeah, it's just okay. And I did have someone play a wording beaking against me, and then have just a ton of I. I don't know if it was just they got really unlucky in unleashed, but then they yeah. just had all of these cards that cared about me getting damaged and then i, I died and i was like wow this is warding so what warding beacon like the deal one each time to you yeah it was crazy it was like <laughs> they, they played that and then they it was like five they had like three thrill seekers or something and i just like i'm like well how do i can never win this is impossible oh my goodness um i, I think it could be okay if you have like wind screamers and dark heart accolades but it's tough to to put that together with one cold hunt yeah i i uh, yes yeah one unleashed yeah so i don't know i i have to do a deep dive again to see if they there were if there's any synergy in um in thera but I did lose really badly to that one time. Yeah, I think there's this minor frenzy support in Thera. Like, yeah. It's not too crazy, but there is some synergy. Like, sometimes rest our weapons, we also have the, the Hopper, 0-5 Primal. We have the Warding Beak. Oh, yeah, let's just talk about the also what they do, because the listeners might not know. Yeah. So the three-cost fire one, it can deal two to the face. Um, then there's also the Hopper, zero five 5 Primal Flyer, um, that costs 5. So when you attack, it deals 2 damage to the face, which is important because the Hopper itself is not attacking, and thus it triggers Frenzy. Um, I'm sure there's more as well, um, but there is some minor support, at least, for Frenzy if you really get lucky with Cold Hunt and you need Frenzy cards. And also just an extra point. That we should have mentioned like for granite beetle there is the the ultimate which is pay seven to deal six which is which can be okay but seven costs for a fire aggro deck uh it's pretty tough to get and also your opponent can sometimes just ignore it and if you're getting close to it they can just kill it if they want so yeah yeah agreed um all right let's go to the time comments time also has yeah. some pretty powerful comments um, 
So what are what are your top three comments? Um, my top three is Beekeeper. Well, it's my first one. It's a three-cost time unit. It's a 1-1 one, one and player 2-2-B two, two, with flying. Uh, I like this because you can get a flyer for like a 2-2 two, two flyer for, for three cost, which is pretty on rates. Um, like a 2-2 two, two flyer for three. Uh, I guess there is some 3-3 three, three flyers for three, but I think a lot of flyers are just 2-2 two, two for three in this format and in previous formats. Like we have Griffin. And now we have that 2-2 Valor um, Primal. So it seems kind of standard. Um, and also you get a 1-1 one, one body on top of that. So it's essentially 3-3 three, three worth of stats for 3. And part of it's a flyer. And for time, you have usually a lot of big units that can block on the floor. And while you wait, you can jump with this 1-1. One, one. And you also have a flying threat now. So if you combine... The big units with some flyers you can just win in the air which is sometimes that's which is kind of unusual for time so that's why i rate it highly and also there is that minor sacrifice synergy with the the fire ant which is which sacrifice a unit gain four attack and overwhelm and of course there's shadow stuff like um midnight hunter or sacrifice a unit and duel three so i think there's a ton of um for this card and the, the stats itself is solid so that's why it's my one of my top three comments yeah yeah and also in shadow there's i mean i i'm like not a i haven't really played that shadow spell but um oh you said midnight hunter yeah yeah there is feed the hackathon but you need um it needs to be seven total attack defense but yeah it's mainly midnight hunter and the sacrifice a unit and deal three to anything with lifesteal. Right. I think that was the one you're thinking about. No, I, yeah, I, I, um, I thought you hadn't said Midnight Hunter. I, it's, yeah, right. No I thought worries. you were Midnight. I thought you said the name of the card, but I, it was, you were talking about two cards. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, just a great card. Two bodies, great. One of them being flying, great. Yeah. Um, nothing to complain about. I mean, even in this format, I mean, it's, I you would probably put it on the flyer, but but assuming your flyer, if your flyer dies or something, you know, like there's the one cost card that gives a unit plus four plus four. Like your one ones can just like end up having some incidental value even outside of sacrifice sometimes, you know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like the the justice one, right? The trick, like heroic moment or something that just makes it a five five suddenly so that's good yeah no there's yes exactly yeah um all right and then so what's next like i can talk a bit more about beekeeper there's also the one that gives you a five five spider so you can suddenly make a five five fly or like just sacrifice your beekeeper to make a five five which is like ambush essentially and there's one more extra thing um Beekeeper also can trigger a Thundershot more easily because you play two bodies. And yeah, that's that's about it for Beekeeper. Uh, we can move on to the next one now if you want. Or is there anything no, that's you great. want to add? Yeah. Okay, so my next one is Cautious Mantis. So this is kind of like the Terrazon of this format, um, except it's potentially it's different, to be honest. Like, some people say it's better, but it, it's pretty different because of the RNG involves, and also because um, 
it's single time, which is more easily played. So it's a five cost single time unit, uh, four four body, and summon hunt two. So whenever I play this, it almost is never a four four. Like usually it's a five five or a six six. So that's pretty on rate already. Like a five five for five is fine, and you get an extra power burst. And like it's sometimes a six six for five, which is like really good as well. Um, I think I picked it. Uh, I'm not too sure. It's just like a really solid body, like a mid-range body. It feels like... I keep thinking there's not much removal, but when I think about it, common, there's so much common removal. There's like Thundershot and the Shadow one that kills it. Uh, but those are either conditional or they have like downsides. And Ignite, of course, doesn't touch this. The Versatile Weapons doesn't touch this. So having big units is typically a good thing, especially in drafts when removal is not as common. Uh, and yeah, it can just sometimes take over the game if your your opponent can't deal with it, or you can just clog up the clog up the grounds and just attack with flies, which is why this card is still pretty good. Um, I think that's about it. It's a fairly standard card. Um, standard good card, of course. Yeah. Yeah, this card, I've been trying to figure out where to place this in my own in internal pick order because there yeah. are a couple other uh, big cards. Um, you know, like, I haven't figured out, like, there's Canyon Lurker, the six-time time five five with Ambush, right. um, which also has, you know, it's big. It's obviously costs one more, but it's pretty big. And has a chance to sort of surprise and two for one your opponent. Mm -hmm. um, and so like when those two come up together, I'm just like, oh, which one do I take? Do I take Mantis? Do I take Canyon Lurker? And um, Mantis just seems like so vanilla that I've kind of been taking Canon Canyon Lurker yeah. a little bit higher, but I don't know if that's correct. And like Canyon Lurker kind of has like a neon sign pointing. <laughs> at you when when you hold up six power and you have five cards in hand uh, or whatever you know it's like yeah, for sure. um and then there's also wormstone in the format which um can be a cheap big threat though conditional yeah. um is that a common or is that uncommon that's common wormstone is common it's part of the reprints and yeah and um i've been having like i don't know the, both all of these big cards have been doing this thing where they absolutely wreck me and I never have an answer for them. And then I play them and then uh, they're immediately removed and I've just spent all this power or <laughs> resources like yeah doing it. So I'm, I've been like still trying to figure it out. But so you but you like Cautious Mantis more than Canyon Lurker as it currently stands. Um, I was trying to think. To be honest, I haven't played with Canyon Lurker too much. For Wormstone, uh, it's really strong as well. I think they're all like competitors, at least um, two Mantis. There's no like clear cut winner for me. I think they're good in different scenarios. Like for example, Wormstone, if you don't have enough spells, it, it's pretty shit. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, for me, I've had trouble getting enough spells for some reason. So I, I wasn't too high in Wormstone. I think it's still a decent card. Although, of course, there's the caveat of um, it coming in exhausted, which 
can sometimes not work in your favor because time you really need big bodies on curve um, and to block out aggro pretty much. Uh, yeah. For Mantis versus um, Car- what is it called? What is it? Caravan or whatever? Uh, the, Caravan Lurker. Green- Canyon Lurker. Canyon Lurker. Um, yeah, I haven't played with it too much. I think it seems decent. It's almost like a duster um, that keeps its stats. I guess it does cost six. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but most people get caught out by duster. Um, so I assume people would get caught out by this as well, which is decent. And as opposed to duster, if you ambush this, you don't feel bad if they don't attack into it because you still have a 5-5, five, five, right? Whereas Duster returns to a 3-3. Three, three. So I guess it could be fine, like, even if they you don't get a 2-4 one. Yeah. I think Mantis is a little bit... is, like, a bit stronger somehow because it costs 5, which is one whole less, which is feels like a lot sometimes. Um, and the stats are pretty much the same and sometimes even better. So I think I'm leaning towards Mantis, but... I could be biased because I mainly play Mantis and has decent success. Like Canyon has got, <laughs> admittedly, got me too many times, <laughs> but I I don't know. I still like Mantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all all of that analysis. I've been like having kind of a mostly, I guess, just hate relationship with Wormstone, and so I've been picking them pretty highly because you're always excited about. You know, you're like, oh, a four cost seven seven, but man, the exhausted thing is just so tough because it's almost like you're taking two turns off with it because you're like, you play it on four, you trigger it on five, and you can't block with it, and then like hopefully (laughs) turn six, um, they haven't killed it, and you can block with it, and and like I don't feel like the format's like super aggressive but you know like we said it's just people are attacking with powerful things and so i feel like having taking two turns off like that can be really tough yeah yeah, that's a good assessment and one minor point on that there's also the three cost um two fire four two overwhelm spell cast one cast ruin like they can just kill your wormstone or they could just have gorillas so that's probably Makes it a tiny bit worse as well. I just thought I'd add that um, extra point. Right. All right. And then what's your final card on your list? Uh, I'm not 100% sure on this one, but I don't know. It's just this card It's just always good in draft, it feels like. Like, it should always be good in draft. It's Amber Acolyte, 3 cost time, 2-1. Draw a sigil of your choice from your deck. So this is a standard 2-4-1 pretty much. It's good because we're lacking inscribe, so you're fixing or your power base is not as good. So Amber Acolyte um, gives you that extra boost of fixing or like making up for what inscribe took away, like a bit of bit of fixing, a bit better power base. And there's also lots of um, two attack, I mean two health units in this format, or mainly two drops. So this can just trade off. And this gives you an extra power so you can play like your bigger time units. And yeah, I guess that's mainly why I put in my top three. Yes. Yeah, I have it in my top three too. I've just <laughs> like, like I said, I've been like cooling down a little bit on it 
after yeah i've just like again been playing too many of them or something i yeah. don't know what it is i gotta i gotta figure it out i'm just like maybe i should be just taking more powerful cards because it's like when i lose it's often because my opponents just like are playing more powerful things <laughs> than i am yeah. and i'm uh, just like sitting there fixing my power um i think like two would be like enough like i didn't over two like yeah yeah so so I'm still figuring that out. The other card that I kind of have yeah. on my list over Cautious Mantis is a Hive Stinger, mm -hmm. which is the uh, the three-time 2-1 Relic Weapon with Versatile. And then when the Wielder attacks, you gain four yeah. life. That is so much life. There's so many flyers in this format. Like yeah. I've This card has done a ton of work for me. And yeah. one of the main ways I've been losing in this format is... Uh, my opponent putting it on a flyer and then me not drawing any <laughs> removal <laughs> and then s s s quickly losing as they gain more life. Yeah. Like, it's definitely wouldn't be surprised if it's like a top three common because it does a lot for three costs. Like you gain life, you can remove something as well. Not yeah. So on a unit, ages you know, or flyer. And you can usually use it to outrace your opponent when you're like top decking or you're doing like a race war, which makes it extremely good. I just don't like how it's too attack though. Like, like sometimes it feels like I need the extra attack. So there's like a bunch of four threes in the format. So sometimes I need the extra attack, but I guess that's not the point of this weapon. Is it, I guess it's to gain life on a flyer. So maybe maybe way too good. Yeah, if you have three attack, but that is one downside of it. Yes, I agree. I think this is one of the versatile weapons where it's it's a weapon that can sometimes be used as a relic weapon, you know, compared to the Mantis right. Claw, which I think is more often, you know, it's a relic weapon that you can sometimes, if their board is clear, put it put it on something. Like this one, I'm like mm -hmm. You know, 75, 80% of the time, I think I'm trying to put this on something that can attack multiple times. But then in a pinch, it can kill an X2 if you need to. Um, and gain, yeah, yeah, for sure. Gain some I life. guess one, one thing I don't usually like, well, that's actually a good point. I'll just quickly go over this that, yeah, it's generally used as a weapon as opposed to a relic weapon because when you attack, it has an effect each time. So you want it to trigger multiple times. But at the same time, it does open yourself up to a two for one. Um, I mean, because it only gives you like one health. And if they just remove it, it's just like a two for one, which is like, of course, annoying. Yes. Um, it is yeah. like you are getting a little bit of value in the sense that you do gain some life. Obviously, like you're not you're not playing a three cost gain for health card. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I do think, like, in a race, like, they remove your flyer, which they're probably going to do anyway. I don't know. And he, he got some life, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like you got no value out of it. It it just, yeah, it's just still, like, a two-for-one. I guess the one card, you you gain four and you dealt two, which is not the worst, I guess, because it's, like, a six-point swing, right? Cool. So anyway, I've been picking them highly, but again, it is, I don't know, it's tricky to figure out with these versatile weapons. 
um, how many you can stick in a deck and then therefore how highly right. you should pick them, you know, cause it's like, For sure. once you get three of these, you're like, oh man, this is, <laughs> I, I can get two for one to a lot here. This is... Okay, let's move on to Time Uncommons. So my Time Uncommons is um, Marison's Legacy. Um, so this is classic OP card in draft. <laughs> so it's a six cost triple time. You play a 1-1 one, one Scorpion with Deadly, a 2-2 two, two Locust with Flying, and a 3-3 three, three Sandcrawler with Overwhelm. Pretty much... Um, it's insane because it's pretty much a 3-4-1, and all the bodies are somewhat relevant, or they're relevant. So the 1-1 one, one Scorpion can trade with a big unit. The Flyer can trade with another Flyer, which typically seems to have a lot of two health Flyers in this format, and also the Sandcrawler can just be another body, which for a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, I'm not too sure what else needs to be said for this card. It's just insane value for 6. And you should definitely pick this highly if you're fixing permits, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. It's a, a very good card. Um, uh, yeah, you know, there was like one time this format where I was like, uh, yeah. I feel like it's a, a little worse only in the sense that... So other cards have kind of caught up or gotten closer to how strong it was compared to in um, especially Unleashed and uh, yeah. Cold Hunt a little bit where um, I think like obviously there were uh, really powerful cards in Cold Hunt uh, two formats yeah. ago, but I think still on average the commons and uncommons are more powerful than even that format outside of maybe mm -hmm. the Invoke cycle. And so it's just like, this is closer in line to what people people are doing you know i mean yeah obviously it's I, not I, not obviously like the one like for example you compare this to the common beekeeper you know like that's three cost you get the one one in a two two obviously the one one doesn't yeah. have deadly and this has yeah. a three three but you're like oh this is like we're like way more in line now yeah i agree There's... but i still take this incredibly uh i first and, pick yeah. list and stuff yeah it's still very very yeah. good yeah and because unleash was this not amazing like the power level so this card was shone even higher but in this format it's definitely beatable because there is as much as there is small flyers there's also a lot of um, bigger flyers like a three four flyer uh three three flyers injustice the five four flyer in fire there's just a lot of big flyers so sometimes the two two Locust doesn't do much. The 3 3 Sandcrawler doesn't do much. Like you, they just lock down both sides because they are pretty small. Um, so it's definitely beatable. But at the same time, yeah, it's still extremely strong because the value, of course, 3 for 1 pretty much. Yes. Um, yeah, and so what's your uh, next card? Yeah, my next one is... Um, I'm pretty sure that there might be stronger cards, but... Amber Beetle is pretty up there. So pretty much it's um, a 4-cost 2-time card, which is a 3-3. Three, three. It has Overwhelm. When you summon it, it hunts twice. Um, the ultimate is pay 7 to play a 2-2-B two, two, with Flying. So I think on average, it'll be 
a 4-4 four, for four, 4 over one, which is pretty on rate. And then you get an extra power burst. And then on 7, you can play a 2-2-B two, two with flying. So that's pretty much like a 2.5 card for one card. Uh, because I guess like the the power burst is like half a card almost. Um, actually, it's probably not half a card, but it's pretty much a 2 for one most times when you can pay 7. And that's pretty insane, right? A 4-4 four, four, before Overwhelm, and then you have a 2-2 two, two fly on top of it. That's that's pretty ridiculous to me. Yeah. And when you hit two two um when you hit two non-power cards like a five five or four of course it's insane it's pretty much doing hill clan and on top of that you can pay seven to have an additional two two be with flying that that's just sounds disgusting to me yes yeah i agree this is probably my number two also um i think yeah. there are like time just has a, a some pretty good uncommons like maybe none of them are like spectacular but like there's the uh mermidian builder which is the four time time yeah. four three that when you attack play a random sigil from your deck mm -hmm. um you're like in any other format you'd be like wow this is an amazing card like there's i mean the <laughs> i think even in this format it, it's pretty amazing it's pretty good <laughs> i it is i will say the three health has been like a little i don't know maybe i'm just like you know it's like when you're staring down a three two you're like how do i <laughs> it just doesn't feel as exciting of a two for one to like yeah. play a sigil and then yeah two drop you know so i've had a bunch of these just get like stuck where i'm not attacking with it and then it's just kind of uh I would have rather gained four life on summon. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely on purpose. Like because there's like Mandis Claw Ignite Thundershot. Uh, I think it'll be too strong if it's like higher health. So I guess that's also why it's not too amazing. But yeah. it is really good usually. Yeah. Like it just dies. It can die like more easily to say like Amber Beetle, which would have four health. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, then there's also like the Swift Subverter, which is the two time time two two with oh, charge yeah. valor and silence a unit with a summon in that yeah. player hand. This format has a lot of summons, and so it silences a lot of things. Um, I think its main problem is just the double time on a two drop, but that's been mm -hmm. a really great card too. Yeah, that's a really good card as well. I think I just don't like it as much as say Beetle because. It's not good as a top deck. Like you probably want to play it on like turn two, three, four. Um, whereas Beetle, if you draw a top deck, it it's like still pretty solid. Yes. Like, when you draw Beetle at any point of the game, pretty much it's it's good. Yes. Yeah. The one interesting thing I found with some of these Valor units is I do think with all of these relic weapons going around, Valor gets a little bit better because you can kind of like buff its. You know, you can make things bigger and then they're even bigger because they have valor i don't know I've... oh yeah i thought it might be a bit of the opposite because valor units maybe not in this format but they typically have like one less health one less attack um to make up for the valor yeah and then because of the versatile weapons like it's a bit worse because it only gets stats when you're attacking and it gets blocked so valor weapons can sometimes 
deal with it a bit more easily, but this is not the case for this two job because it passes the vanilla test. So yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I, I mean I don't know. Again, um, it is early in the format, but like the the feeling yeah. I've gotten is like often you just need to get over a threshold because there are just so many small units. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. as long as if I can get my Valier unit over their one big unit, yeah, then they just like can't block it anymore because then it's just they can't put enough, you know, one ones and two twos in front of it. And so it's just like, oh, I just need to get this to be like a four four Valor. And then all of a sudden now yeah, it's like, bigger than their three four and then they just like can't ever block it again because like the rest of yeah, the units that. are too small and that's right. that's the sense where i felt like it's just like i needed to get it over their bigger than their one big unit and then because so many units are small it then becomes really hard to block yeah like which which valor units did you put weapons on like this so subverter or some there's the subverter uh there's the Colony Steward. I mean, there's just, there's like a there's a bit of Valor. There's the Justice yeah. Beetle has Valor also, and it's just like oh right. Um, you know, uh, this is a few formats ago, um, but there was a, I think it was a common called Noble Enforcer that was like a four four for four mm -hmm. uh, Valor, and that was just like it's just like there's something about getting a valor unit to like a certain threshold like four four yeah or five five where all of a sudden you're just like we are never now we are no longer blocking this ever um, yeah I, I can see that like a lot of the health units and attack you bleh, sorry a lot of the the health points for value units are like purposely chosen so i can see how the one extra health can just push it over a lot of the times or some of the times. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying, this set, I mean, especially in the uh, these uncommons, it seems like they there isn't as much of a penalty. Like almost most of the Valor units that I can think of off the top of my head right yeah. now are even stats, which is very good. for Yeah, Valor. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's only the forecast three three Valor that stops attacks, but I think um, that's just the one. Most of the cards have passed the vanilla test if they have Valor. Yeah. So my point before is probably not as um, prominent in this format itself. Yeah. And you could imagine in a previous format like that card being a 3-2 or something with uh, with Valor. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so... Uh... Yeah, I think that's good for the time on commons. Um, mm -hmm. How about the justice commons? Yep. So my justice commons, my top three. First one is bounding carrier. So this is a two cost justice card. Two two. Summon. Give a unit plus one plus one flying until the end of your next turn. Uh, <laughs> so this is kind of the. It's not quite Terry yet, now, but it's 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 kind of close. Because this is justice, you have to keep that in mind. It's not like a primal card. Giving a unit flying, even temporarily, is very strong, and you give it plus one, plus one. Um, not to mention, you can use this on itself to attack once with flying. And it's a 2-2 two, two for two with upside. So it's like, like 
passes the vanilla test. Like it's a two two for two, and it's very versatile. You can just give a unit flying until the end of your next turn. Uh, I guess a very minor point or like a tangent with Cobalt Acolyte, you can or discard. You can give a unit flying and then use the deal two damage of that fire card to a flying unit. Like sometimes that's relevant. But the main point is giving a unit plus one plus one flying until the end of your next turn is extremely strong. Yes. Um, especially with um, the lifesteal injustice, or or you can just combo it with like fat units in time. Like, yeah, this is a very solid card. Yeah. Or like you, we mentioned the double damage two drop. Like, this is a great yeah. follow up to that card. And- For sure. And yeah, until the end of your next turn is just so long. I I I always expect it to be like to the end of till the start yeah. of your next turn or or whatever. But like, you're able to get two attacks with this if you play it after the unit. And then even yeah. I found like I don't know, like it, it it's not at its best when you do this, but like putting it on itself. And then blocking one turn is a three three, and then the next turn attacking is um, as a three three flyer has been like you know pretty good for for a two drop. Uh, it's, yeah, for sure. I think being able to f- make itself a three three for those like two turns is, and you get one one turn of being able to block as a three three and trade up um, has been felt very relevant for me. Yeah, yeah. Like as we established, uh, there's a lot of two-two flyers, and having this as a three-three can block pretty much a lot of flyers. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a relevant part of it. Um, all right, and then next, next one is Warren Tactician. Uh, this is a three-cost justice card, three-one that has life steal. Um, the text says, "Pay eight to stun two enemy units." Um. So this guy is pretty squishy, has one health, of course, which dies to a lot of things, but he has life still, right? Which is pretty insane. So you can combo this with Karia and then suddenly you have a 4-2 life still flying for a while. Um, and I think in this format, because there's not many ways to mitigate Flood and Screw, you can utilize, I mean, you can, wait, sorry. There's a lot of times where you'll flood and screw because there's no like plunder effect and no inscribe. So having palacings is usually quite relevant. And this palacing is quite strong. It's pay eight to stun two enemy units. Like sometimes it's almost like late game, it's almost as if you remove two units because stunning for two times, the game might just be over by that time. And not to mention, the next time if you repeat it, you pretty much stun four units. So it's not quite crystallized, but it's like, like it's like a poor man's, like ext- extremely poor man's crystallized, which is of course insane on a body that's three cost um, that has life still. Um, so that's why I, I put this as my top one of my top three commons. Yes, yeah, agreed. It's like unbeatable if you get. <laughs> eat power it's really good it is fragile but again i don't know it's like you know like 
um, bow and stuff still exist in the format, but I feel like some of these like small damage spells are in a weird spot because like there are these like almost like must kill really fragile units, but also there's a lot of big units that just <laughs> so you, you can like I don't know it, it felt like an I don't know. That it, it's hard for it's been hard for me to justify these like ping effects as much because you just you can play against decks where they're totally dead against. Yeah, right. Um, so then it's like with War Tactician, it, it's the other way. You're like, oh, ah, this is so fragile, and there's so many ways to kill it. But then it's like, but my opponent might just not be playing them because uh, you know they could be expecting I don't know bigger stuff. Yeah. All right, and then the final card. Uh, my final one is Gleaming Crawler. Three cost justice, 2-2. Two, two. Entomb, draw a 2-2 two, two Versa weapon. Uh, I picked this one because it's usually a 2-1. There's lots of 2 health, 2 drops, so you can just trade it off with this and you get the Versa weapon, which can kill another 2 drop or something like that, or you can just equip it to something. And of course, this also pairs well with the Sacrifice things we talked about. I like it with the six cost justice, double justice card, sacrifice a unit and play it for two costs, which is a four four relevant. It's kind of best value to play that for two, kill something, and you you have another best weapon in your hand which can do some work. So I don't know. I just really like this card. It's like solid solid card. Solid card for a comp. Yes. Yeah I agree. Um it can like feel a little bad because things can outclass it, but then yeah, it's also from the other side of the table sometimes feels really bad because you're like, I don't want any of my opponent's units to get a 2-2 weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. There's a couple other pretty good justice commons that I feel like are deserving this shot. Um, shout out. There's Entrapment, which yeah. is the kill an attacking enemy unit. Can't be played at night. That that clause has bitten me in the butt a, a few times this format, so it's hard for me to evaluate where I should end up picking this because yeah. I definitely lost to someone playing Entrapment against me, but I've also lost to my opponents playing a Nightfall creature <laughs> while I have an Entrapment yeah. in hand. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that card. It's like if you need removal, I'll play it. But yeah, there's there's too much nightfall. Yeah, I don't know. Like too too much nightfall. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. There's a lot of nightfall, all or there can be. Um, so it can just be totally dead against certain decks. Um, yeah, exactly. There's also Gate Captain, which is an interesting card to me. That's the four justice justice three three summon play a one two soldier with Aegis. Like that's a lot of stats for four cost. Um. But I don't know. This is another card where I've it's been like a little bit mediocre for me, but then really good for my opponents against me. And so right. I, how, how has it been good for your opponents? I don't know. It's just like having the two bodies sometimes is really good. And, yeah. But then like when I play it, I have that problem I was talking about earlier where my whole hand is four drops and I can't <laughs> and I can't double spell. And then I'm just like wishing <laughs> I had a wider variety of cards i don't know i like keep thinking because there are like there are so many sacrifice 
options and stuff that it's like, oh, that, you know, I can then sacrifice the one, two or whatever. But I don't know. It just. Yeah, I think it's probably better in certain colors. And if you have sacrificed things, it doesn't feel amazing by itself for some reason. I I think it's just because it's just easily removed and the one, two ages just doesn't cut it. There's like, I don't know, it just feels like there's too many, like, two health units, for example, and the one attack is just too little. Uh, although I can see it being okay. I don't know. I think there's maybe a soldier's kind of theme. I, I'm not really sure how to put it together. And also it synergizes well with the, the uncommon pay five to give a unit flying and plus one, plus one for each of your units. I can see it being decent um, with that card. Um, so it's, like, it's a fine card. Um, I, it just doesn't feel it's not enough value for me usually it just needs more synergy i guess yeah but it's like a decent card like uh it's like kind of okay yeah no i i i see what you're saying it's and that's how i feel too that's what's interesting to me because it is like you know four or five worth of stats for four mm-hmm. which is pretty good but yeah i guess i think about it like with regards to like tunnel blockade which is the three justice justice play two one two soldiers with Aegis. and again you're like oh this is you know a a two four over worth of stats over two bodies you know there's sacrifice there's like go wide the sacrifice energy but then like i feel like both of these cards cost one power too much not that they would be up and i don't mean that in like it should cost Blockade yeah, should yeah. cost two, and Gate Captain should cost three. I just mean for this like effect, I would just rather both of them be cheaper. Like, like with Tunnel yeah, Blockade, yeah. I would rather have the uh, uh, the the Shadow, the two cost Shadow card or Collection Rounds or whatever. You know, like it's like if I want two yeah, bodies, I, I want to pay two for that. Even though these are like slightly better bodies, it's not worth like the extra cost. And then the same with yeah. Gate Captain. I'm like, I'd just rather have a Beekeeper and then like only pay three for these two bodies, even though both of the... I mean, the 2-2 two, two Flyer is really good, but, you know, it's like both of the bodies are uh, are in one sense better than Beekeeper. And you're, um, but, but it's just like, I don't want to pay four for two small bodies. I want to I pay three for two small bodies. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, just a one, two, A just, just doesn't doesn't feel like it cuts it. Like yeah. it just feels so bad. I don't know exactly why, but it's just it's and, just terrible. And yeah. it's weird because it feels like there should be some synergy because there's a bunch of this one two ages flying around, like the two cards we mentioned. <laughs> there's like the Argent Port uncommon that makes them. Yeah. But there is there is minor synergy. There is the six four justice rare that gives your soldiers plus two plus one. And there is the pay five um give flying and the more units, the more damage you deal. Those are the main ones, I think. But yeah. I feel like it's not enough to justify going into into um, soldiers. Whereas insects, they're like just good by itself. And soldiers, you need you need those cards yeah. to make it like okay. Yeah, and I I thought it would be okay with like versatile weapons and stuff. You're like, oh, there's a lot of weapons in the format, but so yeah. many of the versatile weapons have really low health that yeah. it's like not it it doesn't help your one two soldier attacking over things um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm not going to be playing a weapon on a one two usually yeah 
Yeah, because you would think you're like, well, I, you know, just my my line of thought is like, it's a one two, yeah. but it has ages, and so if you can like get it big enough, then it's hard to kill, so you don't get two for one. But you like, you need to give it a lot of health, and like, so if you put like a mantis claw, and now it's a four three, they'll just block it with a three two, and then you two for one, even though it has ages. Yeah. You know, it's like you need like if there was like a a common like four cost like three three versatile weapon or something that gave it a, a big health boots, then I, I I could imagine the play pattern a little bit better than you know, it's just like putting a Myrmidian helm on it and making it a a three four is not like super exciting. Yeah, exactly. It's just I would just rather play a weapon on a bigger unit or Yeah. Like or a flyer because yeah as you said it's the stats are just too low and yeah it's just it just doesn't make sense to put it on like a one two ages because they can still block it usually like i don't know but yeah all right and then on to the uncommon oh yeah one of my favorites oh it was like a draft bomb back in the day as well which is Fourth Tree Elder. So this is a six cost double justice four six with flying endurance. Pretty insane. Uh like a four six flying for six. That that sounds pretty crazy already. And you add an endurance so you can block as well. So the reason I like this card a lot is because he has six health and typically you can block like the mantises, for example, or like anything lower than that attack, because the mantises are usually High fives and also what else is there about this card? Also injustice. I don't know. It feels like there's lots of flyers, so you can put together a flying strategy with this card. Uh, you can also cut weapons. So yeah, this is a really strong card. Yeah, exactly. It's you know it's been around for a long time. It's just impossibly big, and it has endurance <laughs> and flying. Yeah. And so if you're in a board stall, they, your opponent just plays this and then they attack you for four every turn. And yeah. you have to find some very specific removal spells in order to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like Thundershot. Uh, and also a minor point is like, you can get this off aerial deployment as well. So it's, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. All right, and your second card? Uh, my second one is Lovebirds, Triple Justice, seven cost. Play two, four, four birds with flying. Pretty insane card. Like, you get two flying bodies, so it's almost like a two for one. And eight, eight worth of stats flying for seven. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's pretty self explanatory. That's insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't been picking this very highly, uh, or I haven't picked one at all. I've just been like a little bit scared with the seven. Seven costs and then justice, justice, yeah. justice. But I, I think it's doable in this format, and I should get over mm -hmm. the fact that it's a, a seven cost card because two four four flyers is just very good. There's just like something about that jump from six to seven that I feel yeah. like is a million makes seven is like a million power in my head, and then six is castable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And um, just a minor point: there's like Mermidian. Helm, which also helps fix and give you a justice source to try to get to lovebirds, which can help as well. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I, I just kind of like the Justice Commons. There's just like a lot of pretty good Justice Uncommons too, which is probably why Justice has felt so strong. There's the Heirloom Blade, uh, the six Justice Justice 4-4 four, four Relic Weapon that um, if you sacrifice a unit, can become a 4-4. Four, four. And like we said, there's a ton of throwaway units in this format. Um, Steel Avengers, just another card I wanted to call out um, really quick. And that's the three cost two, two. When another one of your units dies, Steel Avenger gets uh two, two. Yeah. I was like a little wary of this card at first. Um, you know, there's the much worse version from the last format in time, the three cost <laughs> one, one that gets yeah. plus one plus one. And so like, I kind of had that in my head, but man, starting as a two, two makes it stronger. And then two, grows so quickly it's like two units die and it's the biggest thing on the board yeah it's it's a good card um yeah yeah with the sex energies sometimes um what else is there yeah it also comes with hairline blade um yeah there's a decent amount of synergy with it it's like it's a solid card yeah exactly so i just wanted to call it out in case anyone had uh, that same initial reaction as i i did <laughs> yeah, um, yeah 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 there's the bliss the marksman that we've been talking about like mm-hmm. a5 to give another unit plus one plus one and flying this turn for each of your units that'll that ends games very quickly um yeah it's a crazy card it's, it's gross uh, yeah yeah like tip like it's it's reminiscent is it is that the word reminiscent of um Guy crew, which was like a two four for four, pay eight to give a unit plus three plus three and fly, and also you need to exhaust that card. Like sometimes that was played, and this one is just like a hundred times better. So it's definitely a good card. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, so we move on to the primal commons. Sure. Uh, my top one is. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! I, yeah, it's thundershot. Kind of obviously, it's just ridiculously good three costs double primal deal three if you have six or more units deal six instead yeah a lot of units have three or less health and a lot of units have six or less health in addition to that you can target face to just kill them yeah i uh, didn't realize that if that's uh, still unbelievable (laughs) to me that this does not say unit yeah you can kill them for a cheap cost of three cost which is kind of ridiculous uh yeah just just pick this card it's that's really good yeah and it's just so easy to trigger the three units in this format um it's just uh, always yeah. every all of those cards are always on like that the time uncommon the the three four flying charge that just it always flies and it always has charge it's <laughs> as far as like um not for me, but I don't know. <laughs> They're still like fine. Like you need to have. Uh, for me, I need to actually like make sure I have like three units like on purpose. I don't know. It's not not too coincidental for me. But maybe in other people's experience, it could be like it always has flying or it always does six. But yeah. Yeah. It's no, I, I agree, and I yeah. I guess I I actually trade off a lot, and so I have to be. A little bit more purposeful mm-hmm. about it um but i don't know 
I I'm a, I guess with the especially with the flying one, I'm just like always surprised it counts itself. So, so you just need to have two things out and then play it, and then it it triggers itself sort of. Um, mm -hmm, yeah. And and this doesn't do this. You, this you need. Yeah. Yeah. To That's have, true. have the three units out. Yeah. I again, this is a card where I haven't been picking it super highly, but not for any good reason. I, again, it's just like it's cost three. It's double primal, and like th three for three is not great. But the fact that it's so easily turned on means that I need to raise it in my pick order. Um, it, it just feels primal doesn't have too many more removal spells so it's just like i i feel like i need to pick this but maybe i'm missing some other removal things no no there's not really straight primal i mean there's lightning strike is in the format oh um, yeah, yeah yeah that's true that is very true. um that's very relevant it's also a good card i don't know though it's i have i have mixed feelings about lightning strike kind of like I don't know. It just never seems to kill the thing I want it to kill. It's kind of, it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. entrapment, where it's just like anytime I have it in my hand, my opponent immediately, all of their units turn into 5-5s five or something. Yeah. All right, so your second card? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about this card, but I just put it in because I've had decent success. It's Ominous Cocoon. It's a 1-cost, one 1-primal one 4 K6 to make a 4-4. Four four. K6 to transform into a 4-4. Four four with flying and then trigger nightfall uh, i like this because it soaks up a lot of early damage although admittedly it might not be amazing because there's a fair few flyers um early flyers and there's the lantern guy which deals four damage but generally there is some three attack units so we can block for a while um and having it become a four for five or six is just pretty solid yeah yeah no uh, yeah i i like this card i i've been having trouble figuring out where to pick it because yeah. the front side is like not super exciting yeah. but i don't know but it's just like it just caught co it costs one and it's so easy to play and, and the four mm -hmm. four flyer is just a limited all-star and so yeah i think i just need to pick these higher I think part of it is also that these have been going very late, and so it's yeah been easy to pick them up, so I feel like I don't need to pick them that highly. But I think people should be picking them higher than they currently are for how much this yeah. card can do. Although as a caveat, um, it's also not too good at the same time, because say you block a three-cost thing, they play a versatile weapon, they just kill it for free. Um, and on the other hand, though... Um, like an extra point, this card is also good because it gives you actually enough for Thundershot and it's a one cost, so that's a relevant point. Yes. Yeah. Yep, so pretty sweet card. And it's like tough because it's like, you know, as you as your opponent gets closer to six, you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to deal with this. But then it's like you don't want to spend your removal on a one cost unit. And so Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um all right, and then your the third card in your list. Um, third one is Cobalt Acolyte. So let's give a unit flying. Um, I don't know these cards just feel kind of overall they kind of feel not as strong as the, the other commons and the other other colors. But I like Acolyte. It, it pairs well with big units, and there's a fair few big units in this format. 
Um, giving a unit flying is just extremely good. Like, flyers are extremely good. Yes. And when a unit doesn't have flying, the stats are, tend to be better. So if you give, like, say, a time unit flying, it just becomes ridiculously OP, like a Mantis or whatever. And also, like I mentioned before, we have the... You can give a unit flying and then kill it with the three-cost flyer card that deals two to your flyer. So sometimes that's relevant as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a decent card. Like I I I would want one or two of them in like a deck with biggish units, and it's not the worst when it's a two-one flyer for three when you cast it on itself. It's it's okay, and sometimes you can also use the Great Ages. Uh, I think that's that can be relevant. So yeah, it's it's a decent card. Yeah, yeah. It's funny having this card back because I feel like I keep playing it and then expecting it also to give plus one plus one uh, <laughs> to the unit and then um yeah and i i so i feel i because i kind of feel you i i don't know it's it's still a good card but it, it i feel like it's lost i big be, i've become spoiled so it's lost a little bit of its luster where mm-hmm. i'm just like oh i don't i don't know like you know like i don't know there's so many flyers in this format that like a three cost two one is not great like you know the other another primal common is the aerial rescue team which is the three primal two two which is a you know three cost two two flyer but it has valor so it attacks through this yeah um and so there's just like a a lot of that around um or i don't know you know so or it trades off with the beekeeper b but then you know your opponent still has a card around to you know to do stuff with so yeah yeah but like you said, I think in small amounts, it's just like as a top deck in a board stall or something, it can be game winning. It's just like, it's weird in that it's like, it's much less exciting early um, yeah, than it was. So I think that's one of the reasons where it, I feel like I don't want too many of them just because yeah. I don't want to be playing this on turn three in, in this format. Yeah. Currently. yeah, I was just... That's what I was thinking before. Like, it does seem a bit weak for like a top three common. Um, so there might be more, um, but it's still like okay to good card. I think it's just because Mount was just so good that it makes this card feel like a lot weaker as well. So yeah, exactly. And you know, like we mentioned, Lightning Strike or something. Maybe that's up there, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Lightning Strike is better. Like it's like an okay removal. It's yeah, like good early game removal. But then, it, but then you can get into this tricky spot. I think with primal, where if you're taking lightning strikes and you're taking thunder shots highly, then your deck is all removal and no units, and so then it's like your thunder shots worse. I don't know. It's just, it's you know, it's like a weird, um, you know, it's it's a balance. I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. All right, on to uncommons. I feel like this is where primal has been the was the least exciting uncommon thing for me. Oh really? I I love these cards. They both feels really good to play for me. So my first one is Cobalt Beetle. Uh, it's a four cost two primal card two two. It has Berserk and it has Hunt two on summon. Uh, ultimate is pay seven to draw two cards. So the reason I like this is essentially it can be a three for one. So pretty much a three, three body berserk. 
and then later you can draw two cards, which is pretty insane. And the Berserk is not irrelevant. For example, you can also give it double damage and you can buff it with like a pump spell. If you're playing Skycrack and that's just ridiculous, or you can give it flying and then give it and then buff it with like a, a trick. It can like close out games and it's ridiculous how it has extra text where you can just draw an additional two cards. So like, that's why I put it as a top uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just feel like yeah. I I think it I think it is good. Um I guess yeah. It's probably top the third best it's like I think like the time and the shadow one which we haven't talked about are <laughs> so I guess it's if because it's not like the best I don't know, the Beatles. It, it's still good. It's just I feel like Berserk doesn't help it attack into things. Like even the justice yeah. one with the valor again, it's just like that allows you to 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 trade up or attack into things. And like this berserk mm -hmm. one, I feel like you need to do more more work for. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's summon. It's uh, not summon. It's ultimate ability is very strong. So I think if you're yeah, getting to late game, if that's the kind of deck you have, then it can be very powerful. Yeah. So what's your other card? This one's pretty interesting. Um, I'm almost surprised they've printed a card like this. <laughs> so this one is Forceful Interruption, 2 cost double primal card. Stun a blocking enemy unit and draw a card, or negate an enemy fast spell and draw a card. So the second mode is just an easy 2 for 1, you draw a card and negate a fast spell. And then the first one is Stun a blocking enemy unit and draw a card. I think I played mainly aggro and this card has been extremely good for some reason. I think it's because you can stun a unit, so you save one of your units and you stun it for the next turn. So usually they'll try to eat a small unit with a big unit, but then you save it with this, um, and then you get in for more damage with your other units. And also, if you if that's not that's not um, a good play, you can always hold it up as a fast negate. And it's a cantrip, right? Like, you're not losing anything by playing this. You just play it. So it's like a free stun or a free negate, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, of course, it costs two, but it's you, you, you add card parity still, which is extremely good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's above, you, you know, it's like a two, it's, there's so, it's a two cost two for one if you do negate a card. Yeah. Um, or, you know, that, you know, this is kind of a, a bit niche, but it, you know, you get the two for one if you can blow out a double block uh, with it too. Is yeah, that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's very, that's very um, relevant. Would be pretty powerful. Um, I I have been like trying to figure out like how many fast spells I feel like my opponents play, and and like still haven't quite settled on that because you know, kind of like how we've been talking about throughout this episode, where you're just like. I feel like my decks haven't had a ton of fast spells in them. Yeah. But then when I look at all the cards, I'm like, there are a ton of fast spells in here. And so, like, I still, I, I think this card will improve sort of once the format settles down a little bit or something in all of these cards. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I, I do feel like there are some powerful spells, but um, maybe part of my hesitancy is just, like, Again, because the units are so powerful, it's not like Unleashed where 
you know, backlash I felt was like so great in Unleashed because the units were so crappy. Blowing out someone's powerful spell could put you really far ahead. And, and yeah. that was only a one for one. And in this, this is a yeah. two for one. But like the units are so powerful that your opponent can just like play a deck with powerful units and powerful summons and then never really need to play the spell. And then you get not as yeah. much value out. Yeah, I think you probably should play aggro with this card. Actually, maybe is it mid-range? I, I don't know. Like, you probably... Maybe both is fine. Um, because aggro, you can save a unit and stun. And mid-range, you can do that scenario you talked about when they double block. I I think maybe this card might just look better on paper, though, because I haven't played it enough. And yet, it does seem like maybe there's not that many fast spells, but I guess we actually have to check. Like, maybe this card is not not as good as it seems. But if there's enough fast spells in the format, it's probably really good because, yes, yeah, this is an easy two for one for two. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Uh... Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I like both of those cards. I guess I was just like, I feel like the primal um, uncommons in this format are just like a little bit more conditional than some of the other right. cards, which are just like generically uh, powerful. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know, like there's the Stormwatcher, which seemed like it would be a pretty exciting, spectacular card, the three primal, primal, zero five, Aegis, and then Spellcraft four, play a Hailstorm. But I don't know. Again, like units can just be so good in this format that it's like at turn seven, I don't know what Hellstorm's really doing for us all the time. I mean, I, it dis will destroy some boards, but um, you know, it can, yeah, and also do uh, do nothing. Uh, I've never played that. Have you? Have you seen a played or played it? It's just I've never seen it in game yet. I I haven't seen it or played. I was like tempted to pick it for testing, and then I talked myself out of it. <laughs> so I agree. Um, but I, you know, it's just like you think like, oh, hailstorm that seems great. Um, but again, it just like feels it hasn't excited me when I when pushes come to shove and I need to pick a card. Yeah, I think the best comparison is to Icequake, which is a dual seven. I mean. Sorry. <laughs> Is a seven cost primal um, deal three to everything and each player, which is not not the best. So yeah, I think it's pretty comparable. It's just not very exciting to play. Yeah, there's uh, a card that's blown me out a couple times. Is that thick hide, which is the two primal give one of your units plus four health this turn, yeah. and then when it yeah. takes damage, draw a card. Yeah, that's, so that has that's just like so powerful because you get the yeah. yeah. It's it's when like it, um, it's like a four stall. It's like a two cost four stall if you're if yeah, you have enough attack. Yeah. When when you get blocked by two units and you cast that spell on that unit that is being blocked, do you draw two cards or you just draw one card? Do you know? I don't know. When yeah. it takes damage this turn, yeah, that's I don't know. That's very interesting. Yeah, because if it if you draw two, that that sounds insane. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then this would uh, yeah, would be sweet. Yeah, I think it's probably pretty good. I don't know. I I still I haven't picked it, but I've been blown out, and it feels really bad. 
to lose a unit it's, and it's, for them to draw a card. It's a fine card. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't you know. Having tricks that don't give attack is usually not good, but this one just replaces itself, so it's fine, right? Exactly. Um, and, yeah, because it's... Yeah, even though it just gives help, you can play it on offense and defense. So, yeah, you're just, like, saving your unit and uh, and replacing itself. So, can't be yeah. so bad. All right. Um, shall we go on to Shadow, or are there any other cards you want to call out? So, for Shadow Commons... Oh, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't anything else. Um, okay. But, yeah, for Shadow Commons... Um, my first one is Extinguish, which is a three-cost Shadow. Single Shadow. Nightfall card. Um, kill a unit with four health or less. Uh, so pretty much it kills... Seems like it almost kills like most units for less cost. And that's pretty valuable. Uh, that's about it. It's like a solid removal spell. Of course it can miss, but generally it, it hits a lot of targets. Yeah, I agree. It's a spell pretty powerful, and three cost is like enough where it can be sort of a tempo play also so this has felt both powerful for me and against me so um yeah i, I would definitely pick this card yeah uh, highly and it's you know it's nice because it's it's cheap and has nightfall and shadow i think has some aggressive leaning uh has some aggressive leaning decks and yeah. so i think nightfall is a mechanic that can be more advantageous for aggressive decks who are trying to go wide or have a lot of cheap things because yeah. you can take more advantage of those cards. Yeah, and my second one is Vain Parasite. So this is a three cost shadow, single shadow card. It's a one three deadly. When you play a unit with seven or more, more total health slash attack, um, you deal two damage to the enemy player and you gain two life. Uh, so this is a pretty solid card. Um, I like it because there's lots of big units in this format. So a deadly unit with high-ish health, we can like pop or lose Strongbow, and then you can like block it or trade it off, which is pretty solid. And when you play a unit with seven or more total stats, um, you just get value from it, which is very strong. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, this is one of those cards where I could not believe that this was a common. <laughs> I don't know. It's because it's, it's like a sort of build around E, but then it's, I don't know, it just does so much. It like kills anything. It has three health, so it's not like as bad as all the 1-1 one, one deadly three-cost units we've been having. And then it can just like chip away at your opponent and... You know, our next card that we're talking about is a two-cost unit that triggers this. Um, yeah. You know, time has a all the all the colors have a ton of units that trigger this. It's like um, I don't know. It just seems like it does so much. It like stalls a board by itself, and then also if you don't kill it, slowly chips away at your opponent's life and gains you life. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So yeah, let's. The next card. Yeah, my next one is Obstinate Rat, single shadow, two cost. It's a 4-3 for two. Um, although its condition is that you need 
another card with seven or more total stats to exist, or else it can't block or attack. Um, and I put this highly because it feels like a lot of the cards purposefully have seven or more stats. Um, you can also equip another unit with a weapon, or you can just play another Bratz. So pretty much a 4-3 for 2 is ridiculous. You can follow it up to say like, I don't know, Harvester or a Cobbler, and then it can attack, or you just play another Brat, and it's pretty pretty damn strong for a 2 cost. And yeah, of course, it triggers Vein Parasite, and it also triggers um, Feed the Hecaton, yeah. which works because um, it doesn't need it. It works by itself because it's not attacking or blocking you, it's exhausted. Um, yeah, so that's that's why I put it as a top 3. Yeah, yeah, this is just so powerful. It's like when your opponent goes this into another one, like turn two, turn three, and then they're attacking mm -hmm. you for four on their turn three. It feels yeah. really powerful. Um, I had an opponent um, just wreck me with an aggressive film deck um, mm -hmm. today where, you know, it's like turn two, they played this. Turn three, they played the left, right, dark stalker. Which uh, is a four-four, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And so then, and then, so that kept the obstinate rat being able to attack for two turns. Then you play an extinguish, and so your dark stalker grows, you know, yeah, gain nightfall yeah. again. And it was just like they're they were just playing so many overstated conditional <laughs> units. But if the condition's easy enough, it's just it's a pretty cool deck. Yeah, it's very strong. Although, like a disclaimer, it's it's not good if you don't have enough units that have like seven or more stats. Like, it's not just a really good card in most decks, like Extinguish, for example. Yeah, so, yeah, just be wary of that. Yes, yeah, I think the thing, like you said, that helps it though is it plays so well with itself, and so yeah, because sure. it's common. So if you can get a couple of these, then you're like, oh, okay, well, we're we're kind of doing it, and. um yeah. Yeah. And a lot of even like a lot of a lot of the four cost units, you know, I feel like in the last format Unleash, it's like the four cost units were three threes, but in this set they're four threes and so they all trigger it. So uh you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's been yeah. very good. Um all right, cool. And then the uncommons. Yeah, my uncommons is dangerous gambit. So this is a two cost fast spell. Kill a unit, take damage equal to its remaining health. Um, this is just ridiculous. This is a kill any unit, pretty much. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I guess also the health is a bit less is mitigated by being in shadow because there's a lot of life gain, like say the parasite, lifesteal units, etc. Um, so yeah, it's just really solid and it's fast as well. Yes, it, exactly. I think a two-cost fast spell. Um, all right, and then uh, the your second card. Yeah, it's Amethyst Beetle. So this is another beetle. It's four-cost double shadow, two-two. I mean, it has lifesteal and hunt twice. Ultimate pay seven to give an enemy unit minus three, minus three. Uh, it's kind of solid. It's just like a two-for-one. Lifesteal is always good in... Um, limited pretty much and also the extra benefit is it's in shadow so you can play through the unknown and recovery which will bring this back and it can hunt again and it can use this ultimate again so 
It's a very solid card. Yeah, it's usually a two for one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think. Um, yeah. It, it's it's is pretty good. Um, yeah, I think just the the life steal I and and the fact that the the minus three minus three is also permanent, which is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if there's much more to say than than I think all the Beatles are pretty good, and this is definitely yeah, one of the better all ones. Decent. Yeah, and, and Shadow has a couple other uh, pretty good commons and uncommons actually. Uh, uh, um. You know, Midnight Hunter is back in the common slot, which is pretty good. Um, Amethyst Acolyte is back, which is pretty good. Um, Leeching Viper, I just want to shut this card out. I don't think this is like a great card and you should be picking these very highly. It's the six cost four four. But I have died to a lot of Leeching Vipers. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. You get to a board. I don't know. I keep getting to these board stalls, and then I'm not drawing removal, and then my opponent plays a leeching viper, and then just like over the course of three turns, the game is then now unwinnable for me. It's yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think it might be to do with the decks you are drafting because you said you picked lots of amber acolytes and seek pals. I can imagine you're not too proactive in your game plan, so it leads to more board stores and, and the Viper might just wreck you, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably part of part of the problem. Um, yeah. It's just it's just funny because it seems like it should be a, a like six cost four four and then I'm now I'm like maybe I should just like put one in all my decks and <laughs> in the game. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's good, but I think if you deck and stall it, it seems it seems playable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a it was, I, I, I was a surprisingly big life swing. It's a game. Yeah, gain four, game lose four. Shockingly, it's not nothing for sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other uh, shadow. I mean, there's always the horse snatcher bat, which is the six cost five three flying quick draw. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's still a good finisher. I don't know if yeah. you want to play this as your like first really good card that you put out because it does die yeah. to a lot of things. But you know, once you're you've exhausted your opponent's resources, great way to end a game. Yeah. Um, um, there's, yeah. There's also bone music, which seems really good. So what you can do with it, you can either discard a unit so your the maggots get. Plus one attack. Oh wait, let me just tell you what the card does. So Bone Music from memory, it's a four cost shadow spell. It's a shadow. three cost. Three cost? Wow, that, that sounds ridiculous. Three cost shadow spell and when you discard a card, play two maggots, which is O2s and get one attack for each unit in your void. So you can just say discard an advantage and you suddenly get two units or you can discard a unit and they immediately grow once i don't know this seems pretty strong I, I just wanted to mention that card at least yeah no i i was playing a game against better up and uh yeah he, he played that and he had a viper out and so then all of a sudden he he you know he drained me for two and then had two yeah. seven twos on the board it was pretty good <laughs> that's um, disgusting yeah um and it, it 
yeah, it pairs well with like sacrifice as well. Exactly. Um, there's also a uh, hand of the Hecaton, which is the three shadow shadow three two deadly, and then you may sacrifice another unit to hunt two. I feel like this card's pretty good. I mean, just like a three cost three two deadly is pretty good, and then the fact that there's a chance that this turns into a five four deadly. Um, yeah, it, it seems fine. Yeah, I kind of liked it. You like um, decent, yeah, decent card. All right. Um, are you ever playing Ancient Widow? What is that? It is the eight shadow shadow six six deadly play a poison web on each exhausted enemy unit. Uh, it just seems way too expensive. Yeah, I don't know. No, uh, I... it could be. It could be okay. Yeah, this feels too expensive, but it could be okay if you're versing flyers, right? That that sounds disgusting. If you don't have enough flyers, and then you play this, and then suddenly they all their flyers can't fly. I don't know. That sounds all right, but yeah, this I think the cost is just a bit too much. Yeah, like I would just play my own flyers that are decent, or play like Doom Wave or something uh, over this. You know. Okay, I just you know you you were willing to play a a seven justice justice. Justice. Yeah, I think eight is like you said. The jump from six to seven is infinity, so this is like double infinity to me. Yes. <laughs> but in terms of that, like seven to eight, I don't know. It just feels a lot bigger. Yeah. Like I can play the hair. That's like a, like an eight eight for seven. I can play the lovebirds for for seven, but I've struggled to play six six deadly for eight. Yeah, no, uh, the hair is fantastic. That has been, yeah. there's been a huge correlation to decks I've had hair in and me getting seven wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's extremely good. In this format. But I, I do uh, kind of, this one la last thing with Ancient Widow uh, here uh -huh. before we start closing up that uh, kind of brings up a point for me is one card that we haven't mentioned at all or one set of mm -hmm. cards that we haven't mentioned at all is the market access um right and you know i think like ancient widow this is like, a, like i don't even know it's not even like this the market access is just interesting i guess i'll go on my thoughts first before i ask you yours no but yeah. it's been interesting with these market access cards because i have not been picking them particularly highly and part of the reason is just like i found um having to play the card the turn you draw it to be surprisingly tricky with the like mm -hmm. the two cost tax and so you think like oh a card like ancient widow an eight cost card perfect for the market but if you pull this card from the market it costs 10 card 10 because yeah, you, exactly. you need to do both on the same turn and then, so then you're in this weird spot where it's like your like finishers actually don't fit quite as well into the market as they might with some other market access options. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, you, I think the new market, you either need to predict what your opponent's doing and pick something that's relevant to, you, to the game in like the next few turns, or you just cast it immediately. And I think for this one, I think it's too too speculative to grab the stream market and uh, like and by the time you get it, they might just kill you already. So I don't know if this is a good market card. It's just 
yeah, a bit too expensive. Um, no, I yeah, you need know, predicts too heavily. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So I I think that's been the w one interesting thing for me is about these market cards is they sort of change a little bit how you have to use how how I think about or use the market because I I kind of thought that they would be. I know would feel better than they've actually felt for me because, you know, like we said, this, this format has so many playables that you end up yeah. having to cut a lot of cards, but even still, I haven't felt the need to prioritize the market. And maybe part of that is just because I have so many good cards. I don't really just want to, I don't, I don't want to add a two cost tax to, to any of my cards. Right. I think it's, it's still, I think markets are, I don't know if it's okay or decent. I think they're probably decent because you can just use it to fetch power or you can just pick up a card that could be relevant later. I think it's still like, they're like, okay. Yeah. But it's more fun to me though, for, for sure. Yeah, exactly though. I feel like they're just okay as compared to like yeah. when there were the grafters, um, cycle in draft you know where you're just like yeah. you, those were like first picks and then with yeah, this so i'm like it's kind of i don't know it's like do i want to just take a good card or do i want to take this market access and i've been leaning towards a good card um most of the time and, and maybe part of that is just like because i've been saying there's been so many seek powers running around and so like mm -hmm. i'm like the idea of it's these market access is less exciting to get a power uh, because I, based on my last two days, uh, getting power has not been my issue. Yeah, not an issue for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The problem with Seek is like, yeah, you only get power. Um, whereas this one, yeah, you could get either one. I think, um, what else is there? I guess one small point is if you have like a bomb and you pick up two market cards, like you, you're more likely to draw your market cards than your bomb if you put your bomb in your deck so you could do something with that. So it's have like a high chance of getting your bomb, which yeah. might be a reason to play markets. But yeah, generally the, the two cost taxes is real and it's not like an easy, just easy to use market spell. So I think typically you want cheaper cards in your market. And I guess situational cards. So one good example of one card I picked was the exhausts a unit and hunt once in the market. And that has won me some games. Um, yeah, just yeah, cheap situational cards seem, seem decent to me when I've played markets. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then uh, the last uh, couple thing I wanted to talk about is... Um, there were um, three of the dual faction uncommons that hadn't been spoiled from our last episode. So I just wanted to go over those quickly um, for the listeners and maybe get your thoughts here. Um, the first one is the stone scar one. We hadn't seen that one yet. And okay. this is, I haven't seen it in game, but reading it now, this seems incredible. <laughs> it's the four cost uh, fire shadow <laughs> card. And it yeah. says, it's a spell, and it says, give one of your units lifesteal and overwhelm, draw a unit and a weapon from your void. 
Yeah. So yeah, this card is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like it's a two for one, and you get an extra line which has life still and overwhelm on the unit. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous, right? I I don't know. Um, I guess it's also better now because of hunt. They can hunt a unit or weapon for you to draw from your void. Um, what else is there? Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot the, of units and could weapons. Could be in this kind one. of slow because you're not doing anything to the board. Something, no stats, and just life still an overwhelm. So if your opponent is playing on curve, maybe they can just block it easily. But I think the value just makes up for it. Um, it's probably a really good card. Yeah, I mean, it is a really good card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do agree. It is probably slow, but like the the lights, it's. It's crazy because the lifesteal helps mitigate that. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. And it's like good, I don't know, both uh, both ways. It's like, I don't know, you, you could give a flyer lifesteal, you can give a big beater overwhelm. I mean, they get both, but like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. It's, so that one's pretty cool. Um the next one is a uh, tongue lasher. This is the one uh, time primal one one. It's a frog. It says summon. Spend your remaining power to hunt that many times. Yeah. Um, I've never picked this card. It it doesn't seem. Hmm. So say you played on turn two, hunts once. It could be a two two for two. Where you get a one one and you get a power burst that that doesn't sound. Wait, you play on two, so you can play a four drop. But you played a one one. No, that doesn't sound too good actually. But say you play it for let's just go to four or five. Let's just go to five. You hunt four times and typically it's one third power, so you would get like a three three. Mm -hmm. Maybe four four. What is it? I don't I don't know the math. It's like say three three or four four or five. And yeah, you get some power burst. Yeah, I don't I don't think none of these scenarios seem good. Like I don't know. It just feels like the body will always be weak. So yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem good. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because like. You know, you're like, oh, this is a a card that grows with the stage of the game that you draw it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like in one sense never dead, but I, but yeah, I I I like your analysis because like there's the the common the six the primal common the six cost two two that hunts four. Yeah, and I'm like not super excited about that card, and then. That's very similar to what this is. At yeah, you're six. right. Yeah. And so you're like, well, if at six this is still not exciting, then and then you're like, well, ten, just for you know, this, then you're like, okay, you're getting, you know, it's big, but then you're also like, if you're getting unlucky and hitting a bunch of power, uh, you're not. You're not actually. You can't use the power burst. I mean, I guess you just mill. At some point, you just mill your opponent out, and so maybe. Yeah, I think honestly that that's probably the best, the best way to use this card as like a mill card. I can see you picking multiple of these and just 
trying to milk your opponent or something. I don't know. Or else it just doesn't sound like a good card. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, that's great. We, we've sort of talked, our, <laughs> what, talked ourselves back around to being like, oh, maybe it does have some kind of possibility. I don't yeah, know. I actually scratched that, though, because <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you have nine power. You just mill them for eight. And you play another one, you mill them for eight. It, it still, like, doesn't feel like it's milling them enough. I don't maybe, know. Maybe with all the hunt and stuff, I think it might... I think we're getting mm, pretty close. Yeah, it could be interesting to try, but you're playing this card as an egg drop is this. Yeah, I don't know. It's not not amazing. Yeah, but no. you, like I don't know. It's just the stats is not 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 strong enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. I guess I'll. I I was like tricking myself into picking it a little bit, but I I, I agree. It's just like not actually as good as it seems because yeah it's it's not growing as quickly as you want it to and you're just getting more and more power bursts or whatever they're called advantages which don't actually help late game yeah i guess unless you have multiples and then you use your advantage to yeah. play an even bigger one i don't know but that seems very niche <laughs> that's for way later in the format yeah they, they should just give a flying or something and then it'll be like good I guess. I think it would be very good with flying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So, which other cards? The, the last card is Mental Image, um, which is the four primal uh, shadow uh, spell, which says draw a card of your choice from the top four cards of your deck and create and draw a copy of it. Bottom the rest. Right. Seems really good. Because essentially you're doubling best card yes. on the top four of your deck, which sounds pretty insane, right? So you're both filtering and then doubling the best card. So it sounds really strong. It's like in Feln, let me think. Feln, you have lots of flyers. I guess you might have deadly units. I think it could be fine. I guess there's only like one deadly unit. Oh, actually, no, there's more. So... I think your shadow units could help store the game enough where you can play this. So yeah. It seems really good. Yeah, and, and kind of like what we said with the um, with the Stone Scar one, it's you know it's a four cost draw two. This one is <clears throat> this one's interesting because it you know it is slow like you were saying, and then this one doesn't have the benefit of of like giving life steal or you know stalling the board at all. Yeah. Um, unlike. And not that the other one stalls the board, but it kind of can give you a little help um, when you're paying for. But this one helps filter. It digs deeper and you get your yeah. best card. So it's like it's an interesting pro-con kind of thing. Um, yeah, and you can't really miss with this one. The other one, if you don't have a unit or weapon, you can miss. Yeah. And this one also, um, you're in Primal Shadow, so you have Thundershot, Lightning Strike, um, dangerous game. Um, those can just buy you enough time to play this, and then play double your best card. So it sounds sounds solid. Solid plan. All right, cool. Well, thanks for going through all of those. Um, this turned no into a marathon of an episode. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the one thing we did want to say is this is still early on in the format, so we're still figuring things out. So, you know, take everything we say with a, a grain of salt. 
do you have any final yeah. thoughts or things you want to say? Yeah, it's it's of course, yeah, as Pate said, it's early days. Uh, these are just initial thoughts. Final thoughts. I don't know. I'm just happy the colors seem somewhat balanced now. So there's more color combinations you can play. So it's much more fun. Uh, also, shout out to the farming eternal Discord. They're really helpful. Um, shout out to Alone. He's like always there. Uh, he helped me a lot at the start. Uh, shout out to Party as well for making the community and like working on it for four years or even longer. Uh, yeah, I think those are just my final thoughts. Cool. Well, uh, thank you again for for coming on. I really appreciate it, yep. and uh, it's great to you have you know you're probably one of the most prolific drafters. So it's great to to finally meet you and uh, kind of yeah. get your thoughts on this format. Yep, my pleasure. All right, so I think we'll end our show there. So uh, thank you everyone for. For listening, thanks to our patrons, which you can find at patreon.com slash farming eternal for supporting the these uh the show sort of month after month as we've been doing this. Uh it's great to be back talking about draft. You know, it's been we had a bit of a lull there as uh Unleashed dragged on and hats uh stopped playing uh playing eternal. So but uh, we're finding our footing here again and so I'm I'm glad to be talking about draft again. Um uh, so yeah, so have a good night, everyone.